0: Section 41, being Book 9, Chapters 18-22, to 22, Volume 1, of Le Morte d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Le Morte d'Arthur, Volume 1, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Book 9, Chapters 18-22 twenty two CHAPTER eighteen, How Sir Tristram departed from Tintagel, and how he sorrowed, and was long in a forest, till he was out of his mind. Then Sir Tristram dread sore, lest he were discovered unto the king, that he was there. Wherefore he drew him to the strength of the tower, and armed him in such armour as he had, for to fight with them that would withstand him. And so, when Sir Tristram saw there was no resistance against him, he sent Gouvernail for his horse and his spear, and nightly he rode forth out of the castle openly that was called the Castle of Tintagel. And even at gate he met with Jingallin, Sir Gawain's son, and anon Sir Gingalin put his spear in his rest, and ran upon Sir Tristram, and brake his spear. And Sir Tristram at that time had but a sword, and gave him such a buffet upon the helm, that he fell down from his saddle, and his sword slid adown, and carved asunder his horse's neck. And so Sir Tristram rode his way into the forest, and all this doing saw King Mark. And then he sent a squire unto the hurt knight, and commanded him to come to him, and so he did. And when King Mark wist that it was Sir Gingalin, he welcomed him, and gave him an horse, and asked him what knight it was that had encountered with him. "'Sir,' said Gingallin, "'I wot not what knight he was, "'but well I wot that he sigheth "'and maketh great dole.' "'Then Sir Tristram within a while "'met with a knight of his own "'that hight Sir Fergus. "'And when he had met with him "'he made great sorrow, "'insomuch that he fell down "'off his horse in a swoon, "'and in such sorrow he was in three days and three nights. "'Then at the last Sir Tristram "'sent unto the court by Sir Fergus, "'for to spear what tidings.' "'and so, as he rode by the way, "'he met with a damoiselle that came from Sir Palomides "'to know and seek how Sir Tristram did. "'Then Sir Fergus told her how he was almost out of his mind. "'Alas!' said the damoiselle, "'where shall I find him?' "'In such a place,' said Sir Fergus. "'Then Sir Fergus found Queen Isolt sick in her bed, "'making the greatest dole that ever any earthly woman made. "'And when the damoiselle found Sir Tristram, she made great dole, because she might not amend him, for the more she made of him, the more was his pain. And at the last Sir Tristram took his horse and rode away from her. And then was it three days, or that she could find him, and then she brought him meat and drink, but he would none. And then another time Sir Tristram escaped away from the damoiselle, and it happed him to ride by the same castle, where Sir Palomides and Sir Tristram did battle when la Belle Isolte departed departed And there, by fortune, the damoiselle met with Sir Tristram again, making the greatest dole that ever earthly creature made. And she yed to the lady of that castle, and told her of the misadventure of Sir Tristram. "'Alas!' said the lady of that castle, "'where is my lord, Sir Tristram?' "'Right here by your castle,' said the damoiselle. "'In good time,' said the lady, "'is he so nigh me, "'he shall have meat and drink of the best.' and an harp I have of his, whereupon he taught me, for of goodly harping he beareth the prize in the world. So this lady and damoiselle brought him meat and drink, but he ate little thereof. Then upon a night he put his horse from him, and then he unlaced his armour, and then Sir Tristram would go into the wilderness, and brass down the trees and boughs. And otherwhile, when he found the harp that the lady sent him, then would he harp and play thereupon, and weep together. And sometime, when Sir Tristram was in the wood, that the lady wist not where he was, then would she sit down and play upon that harp. Then would Sir Tristram come to that harp, and hearken thereto, and sometime he would harp himself. Thus he there endured a quarter of a year. Then, at the last, he ran his way, and she wist not where he was become.' and then was he naked, and waxed lean and poor of flesh, and so he fell in the fellowship of herdmen and shepherds, and daily they would give him some of their meat and drink, and when he did any shrewd deed they would beat him with rods, and so they clipped him with shears, and made him like a fool. Chapter 19 How Sir Tristram soused Dagonet in a well, and how Palomides sent a damoiselle to seek Tristram, "'and how Palomides met with King Mark. "'And upon a day Dagonet, King Arthur's fool, "'came into Cornwall, with two squires with him, "'and as they rode through that forest, "'they came by a fair well, where Sir Tristram was wont to be, "'and the weather was hot, and they alighted to drink of that well, "'and in the meanwhile their horses brake loose. "'Right so Sir Tristram came unto them, "'and first he soused Sir Dagonet in that well, and after his squires, and thereat laughed the shepherds. And forthwithal he ran after their horses, and brought them again one by one, and right so, wet as they were, he made them leap up and ride their ways. Thus Sir Tristram endured there an half-year naked, and would never come in town nor village meanwhile the damosel that Sir Palamedes sent to seek Sir Tristram, she yed unto Sir Palamedes, and told him all the mischief that Sir Tristram endured. "'Alas!' said Sir Palamedes, "'it is great pity that ever so noble a knight should be so mischieved for the love of a lady. But nevertheless I will go and seek him, and comfort him, and I may.' Then, a little before that time, La Belle Isotte had commanded Sir Cahidius out of the country of Cornwall so sir cahidius departed with a dolorous heart and by adventure he met with sir palomides and they end fellowship together and either complained to other of their hot love that they loved la belle Isolte. now let us said sir palomides seek sir tristram that loved her as well as we and let us prove whether we may recover him so they rode into that forest and three days and three nights they would never take their lodging but ever sought sir tristram and upon a time, by adventure, they met with King Mark that was ridden from his men all alone. When they saw him, Sir Palamedes knew him, but Sir Cahidius knew him not. Ah, false king, said Sir Palamedes, it is pity thou hast thy life, for thou art a destroyer of all worshipful knights, and by thy mischief and thy vengeance thou hast destroyed that most noble knight, Sir Tristram de Lyones. And therefore defend thee, said Sir Palamedes. "'for thou shalt die this day.' "'That was shame,' said King Mark, "'for ye two are armed, and I am unarmed.' "'As for that,' said Sir Palamedes, "'I shall find a remedy therefore. "'Here is a knight with me, "'and thou shalt have his harness.' "'Nay,' said King Mark, "'I will not have ado with you, "'for cause have ye none to me. "'For all the missees that Sir Tristram hath "'was for a letter that he found, "'for as to me I did to him no displeasure.' and God knoweth I am full sorry for his disease and malady. So when the king had thus excused him, they were friends, and King Mark would have had them unto Tintagel, but Sir Palamedes would not, but turned unto the realm of Logris, and Sir Cahidius said that he would go into Brittany. Now turn we unto Sir Dagonet again, that when he and his squires were upon horseback, He deemed that the shepherds had sent that fool to array them so, because that they laughed at them, and so they rode unto the keepers of beasts, and all to beat them. Sir Tristram saw them beat, that were wont to give him meat and drink. Then he ran thither, and gat Sir Dagonet by the head, and gave him such a fall to the earth, that he bruised him sore, so that he lay still. And then he rasched his sword out of his hand, and therewith he ran to one of his squires, and smote off his head and the other fled and so sir tristram took his way with that sword in his hand running as he had been wild wood then sir dagonet rode to king mark and told him how he had sped in that forest and therefore said sir dagonet beware king mark that thou come not about that well in the forest for there is a fool naked and that fool and i fool met together and he had almost slain me ah said king mark that is sir matto Brun that fell out of his wit because he lost his lady. For when Sir Gaharis smote down Sir Matto, and won his lady off him, never since was he in his mind, and that was pity, for he was a good knight. Chapter twenty: How it was noised how Sir Tristram was dead, and how la belle Isult would have slain herself. Then Sir Andred, that was cousin unto Sir Tristram, made a lady that was his paramour, to say, and to noise it, that she was with Sir Tristram, or ever he died. And this tale she brought unto King Mark's court, that she buried him by a well, and that, or he died, he besought King Mark to make his cousin, Sir Andred, king of the country of Lyonnes, of the which Sir Tristram was lord of. All this did Sir Andred, because he would have had Sir Tristram's lands." and when King Mark heard tell that Sir Tristram was dead, he wept and made great dole. But when Queen Isolt heard of these tidings, she made such sorrow that she was nigh out of her mind, and so upon a day she thought to slay herself, and never to live after Sir Tristram's death. And so upon a day La Bellisotte gat a sword privily, and bare it to her garden, and there she piped the sword through a plum-tree up to the hilt, so that it stuck fast, and it stood breast high. And as she would have run upon the sword, and to have slain herself, all this espied King Mark, how she kneeled down, and said, "'Sweet Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me, for I may not live after the death of Sir Tristram de Leoness, for he was my first love, and he shall be the last.' And with these words came King Mark, and took her in his arms. And then he took up the sword, and bare her away with him into a tower.' and there he made her to be kept, and watched her surely, and after that she lay long sick, nigh at the point of death. This meanwhile ran Sir Tristram naked in the forest, with the sword in his hand, and so he came to an hermitage, and there he laid him down and slept, and in the meanwhile the hermit stole away his sword, and laid meat down by him. Thus was he kept there ten days, and at the last he departed, and came to the herdman again and there was a giant in that country that hight Taulias, and for fear of Sir Tristram more than seven years he durst never much go at large, but for the most part he kept him in a sure castle of his own, and so this Taulias heard tell that Sir Tristram was dead by the noise of the court of King Mark. Then this Taulias went daily at large. And so he had, upon a day, he came to the herdmen, wandering and languering, and there he set him down to rest among them. The meanwhile there came a knight of Cornwall, that led a lady with him, and his name was Sir Dinant. And when the giant saw him, he went from the herdman and hid him under a tree, and so the knight came to that well, and there he alighted to repose him. And as soon as he was from his horse, this giant Taulias came betwixt this knight and his horse, and took the horse, and leapt upon him. So forthwith he rode unto Sir Dinant, and took him by the collar, and pulled him afore him upon his horse, and there would have stricken off his head. Then the herdman said unto Sir Tristram, Help yonder knight! Help ye him! said Sir Tristram. We dare not! said the herdman. Then Sir Tristram was ware of the sword of the knight, there as it lay, and so thither he ran, and took up the sword, and struck off Sir Talis's head, and so he yed his way to the herdman. CHAPTER Twenty One: How King Mark found Sir Tristram naked, and made him to be borne home to Tintagel, and how he was there known by a brachet. Then the knight took up the giant's head, and bare it with him unto King Mark, and told him what adventure betid him in the forest, and how a naked man rescued him from the grimly giant Taulyas. Where had ye this adventure? said King Mark. "'Forsooth,' said Sir Dinant, "'at the fair fountain in your forest "'where many adventurous knights meet, "'and there is the madman.' "'Well,' said King Mark, "'I will see that wild man.' "'So within a day or two "'King Mark commanded his knights "'and his hunters "'that they should be ready on the morn "'for to hunt. "'And so upon the morn "'he went unto that forest. "'And when the king came to that well, "'he found there, lying by that well, "'a fair naked man, "'and a sword by him.' Then King Mark blew and straked, and therewith his knights came to him, and then the king commanded his knights to, Take that naked man with fairness, and bring him to my castle. So they did, softly and fairly, and cast mantles upon Sir Tristram, and so led him unto Tintagel, and there they bathed him, and washed him, and gave him hot suppings, till they had brought him well to his remembrance.' But all this while there was no creature that knew Sir Tristram, nor what man he was. So it fell upon a day, that the queen, La Belle Isolt heard of such a man, that ran naked in the forest, and how the king had brought him home to the court. Then La Belle Isolt called unto her dame Bragwine, and said, Come on with me, for we will go see this man that my lord brought from the forest the last day. So they passed forth, and speared where was the sick man and then a squire told the queen that he was in the garden taking his rest and reposing him against the sun. So when the queen looked upon Sir Tristram, she was not remembered of him. But ever she said unto Dame Bragwine, Meseemeth I should have seen him heretofore in many places. But as soon as Sir Tristram saw her, he knew her well enough, and then he turned away his visage and wept. Then the queen had always a little brachet with her, that sir tristram gave her the first time that ever she came into cornwall and never would that brachet depart from her but if sir tristram was nigh thereas was la belle and this brachet was sent from the king's daughter of france unto sir tristram for great love and anon as this little brachet felt a savour of sir tristram she leapt upon him and licked his leers and his ears and then she whined and quested and she smelled at his feet and at his hands and on all parts of his body that she might come to. Ah, my lady, said Dame Bragwine unto La Belle Isoult, alas, alas, said she, I see it is mine own lord, Sir Tristram. And thereupon Isolt fell down in a swoon, and so lay a great while. And when she might speak, she said, My lord Sir Tristram, blessed be God ye have your life, and now I am sure ye shall be discovered by this little bratchet, for she will never leave you and also I am sure as soon as my lord, King Mark, do know you, he will banish you out of the country of Cornwall, or else he will destroy you. For God's sake, mine own lord, grant King Mark his will, and then draw you unto the court of King Arthur, for there are ye beloved, and ever when I may, I shall send unto you, and when ye list, ye may come to me, and at all times, early and late, I will be at your commandment, to live as poor a life as ever did, queen or lady." O madam, said Sir Tristram, go from me, for mickle anger and danger have I escaped for your love. CHAPTER Twenty Two: How King Mark, by the advice of his council, banished Sir Tristram out of Cornwall, for the term of ten years. Then the queen departed, but the brachet would not from him, and therewithal came King Mark, and the brachet set upon him, and bade at them all. Therewithal Sir Andred spake and said, Sir, this is Sir Tristram, I see by the brachet. Nay, said the king, I cannot suppose that. Then the king asked him upon his faith what he was, and what was his name. So God me help, said he, my name is Sir Tristram de Leonès, now do by me what ye list. Ah, said King Mark, me repenteth of your recovery. And then he let call his barons to judge Sir Tristram to the death then many of his barons would not assent thereto, and in especial Sir Dinas the Seneschal, and Sir Fergus. And so, by the advice of them all, Sir Tristram was banished out of the country for ten year, and thereupon he took his oath upon a book before the king and his barons. And so he was made to depart out of the country of Cornwall, and there were many barons brought him unto his ship, of the which some were his friends, and some his foes. "'and in the meanwhile there came a knight of King Arthur's. "'His name was Dinadan, "'and his coming was for to seek after Sir Tristram. "'Then they showed him where he was, "'armed at all points, going to the ship. "'Now, fair knight,' said Sir Dinadan, "'or ye pass this court, "'that ye will joust with me, I require thee.' "'With a good will,' said Sir Tristram, "'and these lords will give me leave.' "'Then the barons granted thereto, "'and so they ran together,' "'and there Sir Tristram gave Sir Dinadan a fall. "'And then he prayed Sir Tristram to give him leave to go in his fellowship. "'Ye shall be right welcome,' said then Sir Tristram. "'And so they took their horses, and rode to their ships together. "'And when Sir Tristram was in the sea, he said, "'Greet well King Mark and all mine enemies, "'and say them I will come again when I may. "'And well am I rewarded for the fighting with Sir Marhouse, "'and delivered all this country from Servage.' And well am I rewarded for the fetching and costs of Queen Iselt out of Ireland, and the danger that I was in, first and last. And by the way, coming home, what danger I had to bring again Queen Iselt from the castle Pluair, And well am I rewarded when I fought with Sir Bliberis for Sir his wife. And well am I rewarded when I fought with Sir Ganis for King Anguish, father unto La Belle Iselt. And well am I rewarded when I smote down the good knight, Sir Lamorak de Galis at King Mark's request. And well am I rewarded when I fought with the king with the hundred knights, and the king of north Galis, And both these would have put his land in servage, and by me they were put to a rebuke. And well am I rewarded for the slaying of Tauleas the mighty giant, and many other deeds have I done for him, and now have I my warrison and tell King Mark that many noble knights of the table round have spared the barons of this country for my sake. Also am I not well rewarded when I fought with a good knight, Sir Palomides, and rescued Queen Isolt from him? And at that time King Mark said afore all his barons I should have been better rewarded. And forthwithal he took the sea. End of chapter 22